Okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witch Buster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. Yay. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Live from the Auction Community Studios on this Wednesday morning, it's Wolf and Luke. I'm Luke Wolf. Tell you what, it's starting to feel a little more real with Kevin Durant when he's in the building. How cool was that to actually look over at the Suns bench and say, man, that, that dude looks like KD. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> that is KD. That, that is KD. <laughs> oh, that was so cool to actually see it. And uh, it was so cool, apparently, to his teammates as well. Well, I tell you, it, it was definitely one of those moments where at a certain point it was like, boy, they sure are showing the bench a lot. And yet somehow it's still not enough. It, can, it, it was like, a, it was like a, this is a surreal moment, but it's actually becoming reality because they keep showing KD on the bench. I feel like he was responsible for like a dozen points without even playing in the game somehow. <laughs> he had like a 12-point, a like maybe six rebound plus 18 line in the game. That was, to me, that's when it, it, it flipped. Not just, okay, you make the trade last week, but now he's actually on the Phoenix Suns, even though he hasn't played yet. We're doing this in stages, apparently, but that was big last night. Yeah, it, it was big. Just watching uh, the Suns go out and play, it blew my mind, man, because you, you had Chris Paul suddenly look like Chris Paul. Did it not look like Chris Paul? It totally looked like Chris Paul. Yeah, no, that was Chris okay, Paul. It was Chris Paul. <laughs> CP3 was out there once again. Are you kidding me? Uh, shooting the three. He was he was he was scoring, yet he dished out nineteen assists as well. It looked like Chris Paul. Uh, what? Well, I just you I, looked at me like what? No, no, you you're, you're, you're right. You're right. And then I was just kind of looking at the schedule here as you were talking, because I remember, and, and we have a policy on the show of whenever Wolf is wrong, we point that out. Okay, <laughs> you were not wrong in this case, but I was right. The it's so cleansing. <laughs> the game, to just admit it. The game Wrong. against Brooklyn. How many times did we say on this show this could be a turning point this season? We may look back at this game as a turning point. Since that Brooklyn game, Wolf, they are eleven and three. They have a new owner, about it? and they've traded for Kevin Durant. Wow, how about it? The a little quid pro quo. One thing in exchange for another here. The first half in exchange for the second half of the season. Right now, the, the reason and, I thought that is because you brought up how they play in front of Kevin Durant, and that night, it was, look how they're playing in front of Matt Ishbia. That was the first night he was sitting at a game. That's, that is, yes, you're right about that. Yeah, that's a great point by you. Well done. Is that what you wanted to get? A I just pat I on wanted, the back yeah, right I there. could a use nice re- little, reaffirmation okay, every second. Play some soft music right now for Luke no, so no, he no feels better music. about no, himself. No, no, no soft looking music. in the mirror, I, standing there. I, I will can walk do out. it because I'm good enough. <laughs> I'm good enough, and I can do it. Okay, great. I can probably see my reflection um, in that window over there. So there it is. Right there. No, Luke, not this music. Luke, you, you, you this just, music gives me Luke, nightmares, and I haven't even seen the movie. Luke, you, you made such a good point. Thank you. It, it was the show would not have been the same without you it's making true. that that's, point. That's, and we're only four minutes in, and you made that point. I did. And huge. suddenly, <laughs> the show, everything seems right. I assume everybody listening pulled over Doesn't in their it? cars and thought, "Wow, they are eleven and three since that Brooklyn game." I. 
Luke just nailed it. Somebody pulled over right now and said, Luke just nailed that. Somebody. I hope everyone. Why is it always this song? (laughs) Hate this song. Luke, put the robe on and dance in front of the mirror. We are are getting away from the fact that Kevin Durant was here. What are you becoming? That's what I'd like to know. Okay. (laughs) Don't worry about it. It's party time, is it not, Basinonians? We saw the Arizona Cardinals. They've hired a head coach. Okay, next. Oh, Kevin Durant is sitting on the bench. Is that what you're telling me right now? Kevin Durant was sitting there. You look so cool, too. Didn't you love it? He was wearing a gray sweatshirt. A gray sweatshirt. I loved it a lot more until we started playing this song. But, yes, I loved it when he was, like, he was getting the crowd into it when the Kings were shooting free throws. A gray sweatshirt and some black sweatpants with a a beanie. A wool beanie. At least that's what we called it. A cap. Yeah. We should have both come in dressed like that today in honor of Katie. We should do that tomorrow. Okay, so what is this team becoming right now in your silk robe dancing in front of the mirror? (laughs) We ask a pertinent question, do we not? Because suddenly Chris Paul looked like Chris Paul. Devin Booker was smoldering with 32 points and a couple of dunks I'm going to remember. I don't know about you. Oh. How are you not going to say DA's name yet? Oh, and then. Oh, oh and then. DeAndre Ayton. By the pricking of my thumb, something wicked this way comes. You want to talk about the silk robe? How about the full money in the silk robe with DA? How nasty was he last night? 29 points and looked alive, engaged, intense. The knee bend was stunning to me. With the butt out, somebody was ready to play. Why is that? I don't know, but I will tell you right now, I think we all had a front row seat to seeing what this team could possibly be. I just want to make sure I draw a big wedge between me and the rest of the show. I don't condone any of this, and uh, and I want to be separated from most of this segment, just so we know. Okay. Why? Because you made a good point. No, that that's where the segment went off the rails. You made Luke was good enough. <laughs> just so you know, I'm not going to make any more good points for the the benefit of all of us, so we don't have to listen to that song again. I just I loved it. The gray sweatshirt that he was wearing. That thing may have cost three grand. Based on means I have no idea. But he looked- you don't like know with KD, though. He may have found hoodie. it in the hallway, too. You never really know. <laughs> I love that. He just, the way he was all dressed, he wasn't dressed. He was just kind of like there and wanted to just be Kevin Durant. And the, and the look, I, how about the, the standing O that he got? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay, this is going to be fun. Here's a couple players' reactions after the game. Devin Booker talking about playing in front of Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean, I was watching him more than anything. You know, I don't think people realize what it is until until you're in it. And, you know, I think you got two standing ovations. Um, and it's not going to be the last one. So, you know, he, he deserves that. He's a legend in this game. First ballot Hall of Famer. Everything all the way down the list. MVP. And, you know, I'm glad he's here. Uh, 
hopefully he can call this home one day and you know rock out here the rest of the time. So look, to be fair, they are eleven and three in their last fourteen. KD's only been on the bench for one of those, so it's not like the Suns weren't playing good basketball already. But the team has yeah. changed so much over those fourteen games. Guys coming back, guys getting traded. Pretty much everybody has come back, and a lot of guys have gotten traded. It is undeniable there was extra juice in that building last night because of a guy who wasn't even playing. Exactly right. It, it, this is this is hardcore. This is hardcore. When you play in the NBA right now, you're a professional athlete. Based on earnings, you've seen it all. Are you kidding me? You've been around, Devin Booker. This is hardcore. DA, you've been around. Even though you might be a little immature, don't worry about it. Keep growing strong the way that you are right now. You've been around this. You've been in this league. This isn't your first go-round, DA. Oh, Chris Paul, this isn't this isn't your first go-round. It's not even your second. <laughs> You've been around. W- what happened? These guys look like they were showing off for Kevin Durant. <laughs> it almost looked like they were showing off with intent. And I'm sitting here as, as a hardcore, grizzled veteran, 10 years in the National Football League, feeling like fanboy. Because Kevin Durant was sitting on the hey, bench. Man, this, this is different. You're this talking is, about an all-timer, and, and if you didn't fully believe that, just look at the reaction of his teammates. Chris Paul is a Hall of Famer. Devin Booker's going to be a Hall of Famer. And they were, like, giddy of, we're going to get to play basketball with this guy. I know I'm going to blow up the clock, but why i got to play Why do you know this. that? Why, why do you know they were giddy? Well, Booker said it because flat out yesterday it, right? before the game. And okay. then, yeah, it was, it was there during the game, too. I'm not yes. going to get to play this audio, but I'm going to play it later. DeAndre Ayton talking about the experience of, of just getting the exact quote is, I can't believe I'm getting to, to get to play with Kevin Durant. So I'm going to play That's that a little bit later on. off DeAndre Ayton. Uh, the 35th Annual Renaissance Festival has begun. The Renaissance Festival lasts each weekend until April 3rd, and we're giving you the chance to win a family four-pack of tickets. That's perfect. You can go like every single weekend until the Suns playoffs run starts. Uh, just visit the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win when we come back over to football. How big of an impact will Jonathan Gannon have on Kyler Murray specifically? We're going to look at the biggest questions facing this higher next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Well, if I, we're going to get into the Suns back into that in a minute, but I just, somebody keeps, people keep sending the video, right, of KD waving on the bench last night. And it's great because there's Devin Booker sitting next to him on one side, kind of laughing. And then on the other side, there's just Bismack Biombo looking stoic and Bismack like the whole time, just completely unfazed by the moment. Uh, you want right. to talk hardcore, right? Yeah. Yeah. Always. Uh, all right. So over to the Cardinals. They hired Jonathan Gannon yesterday. That happened during the show. We got to get into it a little bit, but obviously, as it's happening during the show. You know, you're still gathering information on who this guy is, and I think a lot of people are still doing that. Saw the video, right, uh, as the show was ending of of him at the Cardinals facility, and he runs down the hall and talks to Kyler Murray briefly in the, uh, in the weight room. Uh, ESPN put out a, a list of questions, basically, of, of you know, what's going to, what, what is it? What, what questions do you have about Jonathan Gannon now that he has taken over the, the head coaching job of the Arizona Cardinals? You want me to run through them real quick? Yeah, okay. absolutely. We're going to dive into a couple of them, but I'm just going to run through them real quick. One of them is, who is Jonathan Gannon? It's a good place to start. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's the first question? Yes, that's the first okay, question. Okay, there are seven. There are that's, seven of ooh, these, yes. the divine number, okay. Uh, why was Gannon appealing for the Cardinals? 
Did offensive or defensive background matter in the Cardinals' search? I see. What did Gannon do well in Philadelphia that should encourage Cardinals fans? What does this hire mean for Kyler Murray? What are Gannon's biggest priorities in fixing a defense that ranked 31st in points allowed, which is pretty much the exact opposite of his defense in Philadelphia? And where might the Cardinals focus with the number three pick in the draft? Okay. Let's, let's pick one of those and zero in. Okay, that's good right there. Uh, what was number five again? What was five? Number five was, what does this hire mean for Kyler? Well, there we go. That's the one that caught my attention. What does it mean for Kyler Murray? That is a great question. That is the appropriate question going forward. That is the question that I've asked right from the very beginning. The coach that could possibly reach Kyler Murray. Can I just say right now, let's put an asterisk right here on this question and also say that understand base it means Kyler Murray has got to want to be reached more than anything else. Kyler Murray has got to look at his game and say, I need to evolve my game. I need to get better. I need to relearn the game of football. I, I, I need to learn how to do the 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 things that other quarterbacks have done in the National Football League for years. I need to learn the old and recognize the goodness of the old and why the old being blended with the new is the way to evolve this offense. That's what I want to hear from Kyler Murray. And I think the the fact that Jonathan Gannon is coming from the Philadelphia Eagles who run an offense that has elements of not only the new but also the old and maybe expanding those elements here. He's got a clear understanding of the new age of football and how to stop it from a defensive perspective. I think this is really going to help Kyler Murray. We'll see. We're not just going to say it's going to help Kyler Murray because Kyler's going to want to help Kyler Murray and learn the game all over again as well. Yeah, uh, you know, we we touched on this yesterday, obviously, when everything was going on. And then I know you and I both said it when we were doing crosstalk with Bickley and Murata this morning. But, you know, it's for me, and I think you're on the same page here. I think a lot of people are. It's you got to take a wait and see approach with this. You know, he's going to have his introductory press conference tomorrow, and we're going to hear how he's the greatest coach ever and all that. Yeah. And I understand it from a team. You got to do that. You got to. You should be excited about the guy you just hired. So I'm not. I'm not like undercutting what they're saying, but I got to see it. And it's the same thing the other way. When there's these Eagles fans like, oh, I'm so glad he's gone. Didn't you see the second half of the Super Bowl? It's the second half of the Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes. Nobody stops Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So. It's not Jonathan Gannon's fault that they have hired first-year head coaches in the past and it hasn't worked. It's not his fault. I didn't want a first-year head coach. He might end up being exactly what this team needs, but I'm not going to know that tomorrow. I'm going to know it when the football season starts. That's exactly right. And to be fair, honestly, right now, if Sean Payton were hired, I'd be saying the exact same thing. I promise you. Because just because you hired Sean Payton, it doesn't mean he's going to reach Kyler Murray. It doesn't mean that. Kyler Murray needs to want to be reached and say, I need to improve. I need to evolve. I need to expand this offense. He's got to want that. And there's no guarantee even Sean Payton could have done that. Uh, this is Dan Orlovsky yesterday. Be fair. Talking about uh, the, the situation now that the Cardinals have a new coach. The top priority is figuring out how to make the relationship with Kyler Murray thrive. Not just work, but thrive. And the challenge is going to be, can he let Kyler be him? Because you got to let that happen in the NFL. Be who you are personality-wise. 
But candidly, grow up. You, you, grow up. It's time to play big boy football 24-7, 365. Be a part of big boy football. And it's not just the play on the field. It's the leadership. It's the face of a franchise stoic experience that he's coming from in a locker room that had Jalen Hurts, the Terminator. Mm-hmm. The guy is an absolute robot. So that's the biggest challenge. Got to get healthy. That's going to be a big deal. And this roster's not nearly as good as it was two years ago when they went to the playoffs, talent-wise. But getting that young player to understand, I'm talented, but in that league, talent goes in and out the door every day. Mm-hmm. The leadership and the accountability has to, to be elevated at an incredibly high level. That's exactly what we're talking about right there. Dan Orlovsky just encapsulated it and said it very, very well. Didn't That's even mention Matthew Stafford happen. Yes, and did not mention that. That's exactly what needs to happen here. The the beginning of that where he said not you know not just be good but thrive that's the key that's what gets lost in all this because everything now is so it's got to be extreme one way or the other no matter what you're talking about right if you talk about hey Kyler Murray has got to be better than he was last year he's got to take the next step that doesn't mean you're saying Kyler Murray is bad at football right, exactly but he needs to thrive you took him number one overall you invested a ton of money and now time into him he, you should be thriving in that scenario and so that's the key I thought Dan Orlovsky hit it perfectly right there when he said that at the beginning it's not just hey we got to get Kyler Murray back on track no you should be thriving yeah. this should be a good thing yes it should be a good thing right now and that's why the hire as offensive coordinator that is out there for Jonathan Gannon is going to be a big, big deal right now. I love the fact the Arizona Cardinals hired a defensive-minded head coach. I I love that because of the built-in separation immediately that is there. And at the same time, can I also point this out to you? I'll never forget Todd Bowles, of course. We all know Todd Bowles, uh, the legendary defensive coordinator in the National Football League and now head coach, of course, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But Todd Bowles, this is a guy that I have more respect for than anybody else. I think that has ever been an Arizona Cardinal coach that I had the opportunity to have a relationship with. Todd Bowles told me he felt totally convicted that he could actually help a quarterback become a better quarterback because of his defensive-minded philosophy, because he knows defense and how I'm going to try to attack you as a quarterback. He believed that. Now, the execution of that, I'm not saying, has always worked for Todd Bowles, but he believed that. And there are other defensive-minded head coaches, defensive coordinators that are out there that believe the exact same thing. And I wonder, actually, I don't need to wonder, because I would imagine during the interview that... That was one of the first questions they asked him. Do you think you can reach Kyler Murray? How are you going to coach Kyler Murray? The the separation that he has built in immediately is great. But also, for him to be able to coach him from a defensive perspective, especially knowing the new age offense the way that he does, because the Eagles ran the closest offense to the Arizona Cardinals and what they were doing last year. Does the offense need to evolve? Yes, it does. But still, this guy's got a clear understanding of how to try to stop it. And he can talk to Kyler Murray about this and hopefully mentor him coming along. Because again, this is not a peer-to-peer situation. This is coach-to-player. 
the way it should be. One more from Dan Orlovsky real quick. Better work. You know, this is a uphill battle or uphill climb for both Kyler Murray and Jonathan Gannon. We know Kyler got his money mm-hmm. last year. Okay, Jonathan Gannon is stepping into a situation in a new general manager in Monty Austin Fort. This roster is not nearly as good as it was two years ago when they went to the playoffs against the Rams. He's got to get healthy. I think the biggest challenge for Jonathan Gannon is getting Kyler Murray to believe you as the head coach can also can allow me to be kind of myself but demand that I get better to be the quarterback of this football team it ain't little games anymore it's time to grow up in this league that's real it's time to grow up and Jonathan Gannon's got to be the leader that pulls that out of Kyler Murray you know we'll get more into this certainly throughout the show but just the simple timing of this wolf Jonathan Gannon steps in and immediately becomes one of the most important figures in like Cardinals history not to overstate it right but if if it doesn't work with him I don't even care whose fault it is for the purposes of the conversation if Kyler doesn't take the next step with him I mean you're committed to him and you're committed to like what's what's going to happen here he needs to step in and evolve help evolve Kyler Murray that's that's why when we had this conversation from the very beginning this coach's search that started from the very beginning that was the only question I had who's going to be able to reach Kyler Murray yep starting with Kyla Murray going into year five, so the simple timing of it is you can't you can't afford to lose two or three more years or four years or whatever. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at six twenty six twenty right now. When we come back, what was the energy like at Footprint Center when Kevin Durant's name was announced last night? Well, we'll ask a, a, a Suns uh, broadcaster, John Bloom, is going to join us, give us a first hand account of it. Next, it's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Welcome back to the show here on this Wednesday morning. We're getting back to that time of year, Wolf, where I don't even know what what day of the week it is, partially because football's done and partially because it's just going to be do the Suns play tonight day or the Suns are off tonight. Yes. That's where it's going to be. Yes. Uh, They played last night. They won again. They're 11-3 in their last 14. Kevin Durant was sitting courtside. You know, John Bloom was also sitting courtside. Maybe the ovation was for him. He's joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Bloomer, how's it going? It's going well, Luke. I, I, I don't ever get ovations, and nor am I ever looking for him. Uh, but uh, I, I thought last night was pretty darn exciting, uh, and, and I think you're right. I think we're back to the whole uh, appointment uh, viewing slash listening for Phoenix Suns basketball from here on out. Definitely. So watching this team play the game last night, what is the where do you start on this, Johnny? Well, Wolf, I heard you talking about the guys looking like they were trying to impress their new teammate. And it made me think about, you know, when you're in high school and you get a game and you've got maybe someone special in the crowd that's coming to watch you play, Wolf. I bet that happened at one point back in Orchard Park. Uh, and so you want to show them something, don't you? Yeah, and, uh, I took it to the prom. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it looked like last night, didn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it did. It's it's crazy, Bloom, because now you have. To me, last night felt like okay, he's on the team. You know what I mean? And, and just the way this is working out, it's kind of rolling out in stages of like, hey, they traded for Kevin Durant. Hey, here's some grainy footage that Kellen Olsen shot of Kevin Durant dunking in practice. <laughs> okay, now Kevin Durant's on the bench. Now he's going to come back here at some point after the All Star break. Um, 
the 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 moments of they traded away Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson. I don't think that'll ever go away completely for Suns fans. But boy, I tell you, this is the best way to uh, to to move past it. Well, and we haven't even seen him, you know, make a bucket yet. And that's the, the like, tantalizing part of this whole, you know, experience. And, and you're right. Look, they are not going to be forgotten. In fact, it's still just so bizarre seeing him suit up for the Brooklyn Nets, and that's not going to change. That's going to be a weird feeling every time you see it, uh, talking about Mikel and Cam, the twins. Uh, I still look at them with so much affection, guys, and, and I'm rooting for the best for them. But uh, having made it through kind of those stages of grief or whatever you want to say, uh, the this process that we've all been through the last several days. Uh, last night was a big reminder of just the magnitude that Kevin Durant comes with uh, to a basketball court. And I spent some time yesterday just kind of, you know, doing some research and some homework on the guy because I want to learn more about him since he's coming here and we're going to get the chance to see him play. Uh, there was a great episode he did on Netflix with David Letterman and I want to tell your listeners, just like I told Bernsey last night before the game, uh, I highly recommend it. It's about 40 minutes long. I was never a massive Letterman guy. I mean, I feel like he's part of my youth and my upbringing, but it was never my favorite show to watch, so I didn't gravitate to watching his show on Netflix. But when I heard a buddy of mine told me that Kevin Durant had an episode, I went and watched it. It was absolutely uh, captivating, and I enjoyed the heck out of it, and it taught me a lot about this man that we're going to see go to work, and boy, does he go to work. So, Johnny, there he is. He's sitting there on the bench, and um, I was noticing a Suns team that just as we've already talked about, looked like they were highly motivated to go out and impress Kevin Durant. Was there one player that you thought really stood out from how he's been playing up until this point? And if so, which player is that? Oh, thank you for uh, spoon-feeding me like Chris Paul and a bounce pass to DeAndre in the lane, and that's the guy. Yes, it is. It's DeAndre Ayton. And, and you know, look, there's a lot of people that are a lot smarter than me in basketball that have been saying that D.A. is going to be the key in all this. You know, after looking at what the roster looks like with Kevin Durant's addition, you know, you break it down, and you've got uh, Chris Paul and Kevin Durant, uh, absolute Hall of Famers, and then you got Devin Booker, a future Hall of Famer as well, in my book. Uh, and, and DeAndre Ayton's that guy. They could develop still into uh, an upper echelon player. We've seen it happen. Uh, we've seen it happen when it counts the most in the playoffs where he's been a beast. And, and I think that there are certain buttons that you press with that young man, and he takes a step in a direction that we all want to see him take a step in. And that was last night again. But it isn't just last night. You know this, Wolf. You've been watching him. I mean, the last several games, in yeah. fact, probably, what, five, six in a row now. To be fair. He's been focused. He's been on it he's been engaged and that is dangerous for every other team in the league it just is because they're already worried with Kevin Durant teaming up with these guys but if DeAndre Ayton is all those things I just said forget about it yeah. well yeah I mean that's that's it Bloomer like I, I don't want to get I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves especially after that Monty Williams uh, <laughs> soundbite from yesterday where he got the text from Pop that said you know take one step at a time basically don't get too far ahead of yourself but most of these teams that have a big three don't have a fourth guy like the Suns do with DeAndre Ayton. And if he's going to play the way he has for the last two weeks, you know, if they're healthy and he's playing like that, I really don't know how you can possibly defend the Phoenix Suns no matter who you have. 
Well, and that's the thing, because when they go back and they look at the film, Luke, and DeAndre's seeing kind of the openness that he has on the floor that's being created based on the offense they're running and the attention that those guys have to pay to those other guys. Uh, it just is, is one of those deals where we already talked about pick your poison when we were just focusing on the backcourt of how well Chris and Devin were playing together last couple years, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, then you add DeAndre to that mix, and he is an absolute threat offensively. Then when he can be engaged defensively, you see what they do against the best offensive team in the league last night. You know, the Kings come in averaging almost a buck twenty a game. So that's why holding that team to 109 means something for the Phoenix Suns. Oh, and by the way, Kevin Durant can play some defense too, and he is as long as anybody is at the positions he plays on the floor. So all these things are very enticing, you know, and, and I know what you said about Greg Popovich texting Monty uh, is something that we're all going to remember, and that means Monty Williams is going to remember that as well. And that's important because you don't want to skip those steps. You want to make sure you're still playing your bas- basketball when it matters, and that's not right now, but it is good to see them building uh, and trending in the right direction when some teams that they're chasing uh, can't say the same right now. Johnny, before we let you go right now, we're up against it, but how about the bench? What do you see in the bench? Are you concerned at all about the bench? I'm not concerned, uh, but I do think that's probably the biggest challenge for the coaching staff is figuring out what the rotation should be uh, come playoff time. Now, they're going to have 20 games, 22 games after the All-Star break to use uh, to determine that. And I think that's going to be a lot of what they're going to spend that time. Now, obviously, they want to win as many games as possible, lock up home court advantage. But with regards to the bench, Wolf, every one of these guys, when they've been given an opportunity, have shown us something. And I'm not even using hyperbole when I say that. They've all shown us something good and something that they can contribute uh, positive towards this basketball team. Talking about the bigs when it comes to Jock Landale and, and Bismack Biombo, who hasn't been playing lately, and obviously the wings when it comes to Josh Okogie, who was fantastic in the starting lineup last night, and Torrey Craig, who you know has been starting all season, even though we didn't expect him to before the season started, and he's been excellent and maybe an unsung hero of sorts on this squad. Haven't even mentioned the Lees and Damian and Saban, and they're both going to step up and and contribute if they're given the opportunity. But that's a big if right now. And that is the if that Monty, Kevin Young, their entire staff is going to be spending a lot of time figuring out and trying to find an answer to. John Bloom, great stuff as always. Always great to talk to you. Enjoy the ride here, all right? I am going to do that. I look forward to uh, you know touching base with you guys as much as you want to because I think there's going to be a lot of fun stuff to talk about over the next few months. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Right on, Johnny. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks a lot. That's John Bloom right there joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Uh, how right he is. Every time we talk Suns, we hit the break, and it's like I had more I wanted to talk about with the Suns. But that's okay, Wolf, because when we come back, we're going to talk more Suns. James Jones has been very active here over the last couple of weeks. Is he finally able to do what he's always wanted to do now that Matt Ishbia is the Suns owner? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We're just going to stick with Suns. There's so much to talk about with this team right now. And for anybody that saw it, James Jones yeah. 
<laughs> you all right over there? <laughs> I just stopped mid so weird. <laughs> but you you're can't, so weird. You right can't now hear me. I can. I. Everybody else can hear me. <laughs> no, as a matter of fact, uh, I can't hear you. But right everybody now. else, I can so say weird. whatever I want um, about Wolf right now. No, Wolf I, can't hear. I, I don't know why I can't hear Luke. Well, you can take your headphones but, off. I'm yes, right here. I, I can't hear you right now. Um, I didn't <laughs> so hear the music your as well. That boy, that was just talking. so weird, man. <laughs> so, well, what did you want to talk about? Actually, I'm, can you hear me, Luke? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, just fine. great. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I, basically, I can say whatever I want because Wolf cannot hear me right now. So let's talk about. Oh, we're still going to talk about the Suns because this is just, just too good of a topic. Uh, James Jones was uh, was on the pregame show on Bally Sports last night, and they were talking to James. You know, it's Tom Leander, it's Tom Chambers, a bunch of guys named Tom talking to James Jones, and they're like, "Hey, you know, Tom this and Tom, Tom and Tom." Uh, and they, they asked him a few different things. They asked him about you know bringing in Kevin Durant. Let's just start there. We had conversations earlier in the summer. I mean, Kevin has demonstrated his, de- I mean, already, he had uh, uh, relayed his desire to be in Phoenix, and you know, we thought there's an opportunity to get arguably one of the game's greatest players, um, maybe the best player to ever don a Suns jersey, in the building. And so we, we, we thought long and hard about what it would take to get him, and ultimately we decided that uh, it was worth the, the, the cost and, and worth the risk. Alright, this is going to be interesting, because Wolf can't hear the audio I'm playing either. I should have just sat here and said everything he was saying. <laughs> that was so great! <laughs> This is so like good Wolf right is now. in this soundproof booth. Uh, your thoughts on what he just said, <laughs> Luke? Honestly. Uh, look, it, <laughs> that wasn't anything groundbreaking. It was, hey, Kevin Durant might be one of the best players we'll ever have in a Suns uniform. We got to bring him in. All right? Yes, because that's right. James Jones. I want to play this clip, too, that you're not going to be able to hear, Wolf. Just trust me, it's good. Talking about the Matt Ishbia hire, because the... I don't want to say knock on James Jones, but there was this this narrative building from a lot of Suns fans of yeah okay, but you know he's he's involved in, in in trade talks, but he's not actually making the trades. And then all of a sudden, James Jones goes from not making trades that are quote big enough for some people to making one of the biggest trades in sports history. I don't yeah. think that that's crazy. Certainly one of the biggest trades in NBA history. So he spoke to Bally Sports uh, Sports about that as well. Matt, he's phenomenal. Um, he, he's inquisitive. He challenges us to think big. Um, I like it. Uh, you know, for me, I've always thought about doing bold things, and he's in the same mindset. So it's been refreshing to have him in the meetings, pushing us to think bigger and better, and and uh, I'm excited for the future. That's Russ. interesting. Oh, you can hear this now. Um, yes. Uh, thank you, Russ. I appreciate that. Maloney um, came in and hit one button. Can I just say right fun. now, you know, of, of course, luxury tax matters, does it not? And Matt Ishbia right now, Matty Ish, as we like to call him here. Sorry, Matt, if you're offended by that. But Matty Ish. Um, Last time you called him that, he traded for Kevin Durant. Uh, apparently, is not afraid of the luxury tax in any way, shape, or form. No, I mean, first of all, Matt Ishbia hadn't even been introduced yet a week ago at this time. My perception of him so far is he makes giant trades and then goes and jumps into a pile of gold like uh, Scrooge McDuck from those old. Disney cartoons. I see. Yeah. That's, he's great for Kevin Durant and jumps around. And he doesn't seem to be. Is too, that really his name? I think so. Okay. I, I mean, I know who you're talking about, yeah. but it, I didn't know his name was actually Scrooge. I think McDuff. it was Scrooge McDuck. No, okay. Duck. Duck. Oh, oh McDuck. Because he's a duck. Oh, yeah, McDuck. Okay. All right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Either way, he jumps into a pile your, of gold your, coin. Your what? Ridiculous. It's totally different analogy. now that you now that you can hear me. The show is completely yes. strange. Um. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, though, that is going to make a general manager uh, at least appear to be more aggressive than most general 
general managers in the league, whatever league he's participating in, when you stop and think about it. To be able to go out and get the likes of a Kevin Durant and not worry about what the salary cap is or the luxury tax. Well, what about, too, what James Jones just said right there? Because there's always... There's always uncertainty when you bring in a new boss. And when a guy plunks down billions of dollars for the team, he is the new boss. And so, I mean, even a week ago, there was talk of like, is he going to bring in somebody to work with James Jones, right? Yeah. That sounds like, and it's very early, but that quote right there from James Jones almost sounds like, no, this is kind of what I wanted. Like, this is going to kind of unlock something in me. I I think about making bold moves all the time, but now this guy comes in, I can actually do it. You can't make a bolder move than they just made last week. No, you cannot do it. And that's the reason why we're all so jacked up and excited right now based on what is happening with the Phoenix Suns. But James Jones, um, I'm really encouraged by this because I I was worried about Kevin Durant and the drama surrounding Kevin Durant. I made that very, very obvious. In the summer. In the summer when we were talking about this. I just didn't like some of the things that were reported in regard to Kevin Durant that he had done. Now listen, again, was were were there circumstances that he was operating in? Yes. Was it a completely different paradigm than what the Phoenix Suns paradigm is in Brooklyn? Yes. There's no denying that with, of course, the likes of James Harden and Kyrie Irving. I get that. And just a failed state that they were in, basically. Um, Everything is different here with the Phoenix Suns, but what I like about this is James Jones, the one thing we do know about James Jones, he's not drama. He's not no, he's, about drama. He's about as, as straightforward as it gets. He's, he's the exact opposite of drama. And, and to me, if he's going to bring if he's going to bring KD in here, He's not worried about drama. No, and, and you know we just had John Bloom on last segment, and he encouraged everybody to check out that interview that KD did with uh, David Letterman, which I haven't seen. But I've heard Kevin Durant interviewed before, not just a, like three seconds after the game or something. Hey, here's two questions: How's it feel to win a game, and how does it feel to win a game again? And that's it, right? Actual like long form interviews with Kevin Durant just over the years. He is a fascinating dude. So I, I, I he's one of the more complicated players i would say in the nba so i i I like and i know one of our listeners sent this question in you know who's going to do more for each other kevin durant for the suns or the suns for kevin durant right that was that was the gist of the question and we don't know the answer to that yet but that's going to be a fun thing to watch play out because i do think kevin durant is a guy that joins a team and that team has devin booker and chris paul and he's going to be able to play off those guys i'm not just talking about on the court just in general personality wise i think Pretty well. He knows Chris Paul. I mean, he knows Devin Booker too, but he's he's played with Chris Paul on Team USA before. At least the, the obvious answer, of course, is the the things that Kevin Durant is going to be able to do for the Phoenix Suns. But I, I think what gets lost in saying that is the intangible that he brings, and that is the thing that has encouraged me the most. What was on display last night? Oh my goodness, stop it. Everyone wearing a Suns jersey looked energized. Everyone. The fans at Footprint Center were energized. Chris Paul looked like he did when he first actually showed up here. Mm -hmm. Looked like Chris Paul. That's CP3. A little kick in his step. A little lift in his step. A little little energy out on the floor. You can see it. Chris Paul in particular... 
I'm sure somewhere in the back of his mind this season, he's been like, this might be my last real chance. And we have a good team, but we're not healthy. But when we get healthy, yeah. are we good enough to win or are we good enough to be a contender? Yeah. You know. And now there's no way when you add Kevin Durant to this team, if you're Chris Paul, to not think, this might be my last real chance at this. And we might be unstoppable. We really might if we get yeah. healthy and everybody. I mean, that, 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 is, that is on the table. There is an option on the table where teams can't stop the Suns' offense. Yeah, we're just talking about a guy who showed up in a gray sweatsuit, and a sweatsuit or gray sweatshirt. Oh my goodness. Where's the coffee? Can I take your headphones a back gray off? gray sweatshirt and black sweatpants with a beanie or a cap, whatever you want to call it. We need it to right dress there. that way for the show I, when he plays his first game. <laughs> People need to start showing up like that. <laughs> Do you know how cool that would be? Everyone just starts putting a cap on, a wool beanie, just like he had on right there. Uh, but Devin Booker, suddenly, he looked like Devin Booker. Now, nothing changes Buck. He's just going to go out there and smolder for the most part, except he was throwing some balls down with force. A couple of dunks that were so so impressive, Devin Booker taking it to the hole and throwing it down. But DA as well. It just every one of these guys, um, so impressed. What is Kevin Durant going to do when he actually gets out on the floor for this team? We'll yeah. see. No, it's you could you could just you could see you could feel the excitement. And you're right, Devin Booker is one of the most just stoic. Like, all right, what's next? And even he was like, <laughs> yeah, this, Watch this. We don't even know what our ceiling is. That's what that was last night. We don't, all of a sudden you don't know what the Suns' ceiling is, and nobody does. Uh, we come back back to football. What about Mike Zimmer for the Cardinals' next defensive coordinator? Ooh. That's a name that's been tossed out there. We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Zim- 